2: Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. With the sun setting on another season of Premier League football, Aston Villa make the trip over to the red side of Merseyside with the stakes higher than ever for both clubs in their quest for Champions League and Europa Conference League, respectively. With all this talk of Champions League football for the hosts, it was necessary we drafted in a Champions League level guest. Today I'm joined by the best of the best, the Anfield Talk's Ben. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good, mate. I, I'm not sure about the Champions League part at the minute, um, but now I'm, I'm all good, mate. Um, look, we need we need a favour tonight from Brighton. We need other things to fall into place, but um, yeah, I mean we've won seven on the bounce, mate. It's the first time we've done that at all in the last year or so so yeah I'm all good for the for the time being mate let's just say that
2: (laughs) (laughs) well for the listeners who aren't aware Brighton v Newcastle is just about to kick off at the time of recording I couldn't have really chosen a worse time but it's fine in professional manner I'll keep one eye on the tv and one eye on the notes for this podcast (laughs) we'll we'll start off with Liverpool obviously currently sitting in fifth place on 65 points one point behind fourth and third however they do have games in hand on you now it seems to me from a neutral looking in that it's been a roller coaster of a season for Liverpool. Do you just want to talk us through it?
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, we all knew it was gonna be pretty tough um to do anything compared to what we did last season. And look, I'll I'll get Liverpool fans tell me it was failure, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. And I I have these conversations all the time. You can call it what you want, but the the fact of the matter is we did go to the last day in every competition we were in and I've never seen a Liverpool team get anywhere near close to that. You know, you look at 17-18, we finished fourth, we got to the Champions League final. 18-19, okay, we did both the league and the Champions League, but the domestic cups weren't there. Um, That season was the first season where we've seen Klopp take the domestic seriously. We've, you know, been good enough to compete for the league and the Champions League. and like I say, it was just, uh, ironically enough, uh, a comeback from Man City against your own club, uh, which I'm sure we may touch on in a bit. I think uh, I remember seeing, because obviously I didn't watch the game at the time, but I remember seeing it was Gerard's fault for taking Coutinho off when he was doing really well. Um, but yeah, no, it just wasn't meant to be last season in terms of the two big ones that we were dreaming of, but... You know, the effort levels, the intensity, the physical aspect of it was all the same. You know, it, it didn't matter if we won the two or we lost the two. We still put in as much work to to get to that stage. So I think obviously recovering from that psychologically and physically uh, was always going to be a big ask. And especially when we didn't invest as much as we thought we, we would have. You know, we all said we needed a midfielder. Uh, we didn't get that. Uh, we got a, a striker that's only really played in Portugal at the highest level, um, who I love, by the way. But again, it was a, a settling in period for him after losing Sadio Mane. A kid from the Championship, Fabio Carvalho, who again, looked really good days, not quite worked out for him here. And a right back from the SPL. And, you know, all due respect to Calvin Ramsey. Um, I'm just not sure that was enough. And he's been riddled with injuries as well, to be fair to him. But um, yeah, so we started off, dreamland mate you know we beat City in the, in the Community Shield which I think gathers all a lot of false hope Darwin Nunes outscored Erlen Haaland in fact he outclassed him in that game and we all get carried away thinking oh you know what this is going to be great um, and then we just hit back to reality mate a draw against Fulham first game of the season away from home and I think that set the tone as to how this season was going to go we get so many false hopes you know we beat Man City at Anfield that Mo Salah goal absolutely world-class goal brilliant performance we think this is where we finally turn the corner and then we go and lose a few games on the bounce and you know we draw games where we need to win when our opponents have dropped points and it's just those patterns have consistently followed us this season and it has been injuries it has been maybe Klopp not changing tactics when he should have it's been a whole heap of things lack of investment fatigue all of these things um have gone into this package really of to how bad our season's been. And um like you said at the start, mate, we sit here relying on other clubs um to help us out to get top four, and then we've got to win our last two as well. So um that's where we're at, mate. Really, it's just been a bit of a disaster.
2: You mentioned the last day of the season last season and I think <laughs> it I think it hurts both of us respectively you obviously more so because the league was there the fairy tale almost if you like had been written with Coutinho scoring but for us it was almost the start of our downfall under Gerard. we never really picked it up the start of the season we lost to to Bournemouth away and it It just went downhill from there. Now, keeping focus on Liverpool, you mentioned you've won your last seven. You're on a nine-match unbeaten run, and your last defeat at Anfield in the league was last. We have to cast our minds back to October with a 2-1 defeat to Leeds. Now, Mm. I always said that the almost elite teams, if you like, come into their own final part of the season. You see it with Man City so often. They look so well-drilled that you just know that they're going to win... Maybe 10 of their last 15 games and that should see them through to whatever it is that they're challenging for. They always manage to find another gear when, when fans think it impossible. And I'd, I'd almost put Liverpool into that bracket. Maybe it's because Klopp's been there for so long that the players are so well drilled into what he expects from them. They're able to just keep kicking it up a gear when when it's unexpected of them. So those two teams are almost the two that I'd put into that category of come into the end of the season, you know that they will will find an extra gear. Is there more in-depth analysis that you could offer us? Surely surely it's not just that they are so well drilled. Is there anything else behind it?
1: I think the main man is Trent Alexander Arnold, to be fair mate. Um he's for me the the man that has not on his own, there's obviously been other players. Mo Salah's been incredible the last ten games uh, Cody Gakpo has been an absolute fantastic signing for 35 million there's been a lot of top performers but I think that the whole start of this was playing Trent in that inverted role and you know some people will say he's playing centre mid some people will say do we need a right back but he is playing there when we have the ball and when we are defending he's back at right back so for me it's not as straightforward as putting him in centre mid and go and sign I don't know who are the best right backs? Jeremy Fringpong or something like that. It's that is Trent's role now, and he's been absolutely sensational, mate. Honestly, I I think there's been two versions of Trent which have been the absolute best, and I think we're seeing one of them now. Um, obviously, the best for me was the run for the the title and. 1920 season, but um, this version of Trent that we're seeing is different because for the first time, we're seeing him play in a position that's probably more natural to him because I think he grew up playing as a midfielder as a number six in the academy. Um, and it's just you can see he's playing with a lot more enjoyment, a lot more freedom. Um, he's actually defending a lot better now. I always thought it was overrated, I don't know what your opinion is, but you know. What Trent does off the ball, I know he's not the best one v one defender, and I know there are far better defenders than him. But there was a lot of factors into this season that right hand side not functioning, and it was Trent, it was the midfield not covering, it was the right centre back, it was the it was everything, and obviously he's the one that everybody looked at. But I thought it was much more than that, and. There is an argument to be had that Klopp's changed it a little bit too late. I would 100% agree with that. I think maybe we could have done this a couple more games earlier and, you know, that would have given us a much better chance. But on the flip side of this, I'm just glad he's done it because he's alluded to this so many times now that the last five, six, seven games, um, our preparation for next season, you know, he conceded a while back that he didn't think we were going to get top four. Um, he said it. He, he literally came out in a press conference and said he doesn't think we'll do it. Uh, we're just trying to get into good stead for next season. and I think that's exactly what we've done. Um, players have come back from injury, which of course is a massive bonus. We've got an amazing range of attackers to pick from now. Uh, we don't have to just force Darwin Nunes out onto the left wing or, you, you know, trust, um, these guys that haven't really gelled yet we've got options now. And I think those two factors changing this, the system to Trent going into the midfield a lot more and uh, just having players back and actually being able to pick from four or five options now, which hasn't been a luxury for us this season. I think those two things have been crucial to the seven game win uh, win streak, 100%.
2: You mentioned the catalyst being Trent and that leads me on to almost the impossible question, if you like,
1: is how do Villa stop him? <laughs> I think... Um you've just got to, you've got to do what a lot of teams have tried to be fair, just sit back, soak the pressure up, try and almost cut off his options. And look, that's way easier said than done with this guy because his vision, and then you combine that with the, the way he strikes a ball when he plays a pass is second to none. Like the only player I've seen better at doing that at Liverpool is Steven Gerrard. That's, that's the level we're talking here. Um, and yeah, I, I believe the, the way to do it is to probably frustrate us. And I don't want this to happen, by the way, because I've been to a lot of 3 p.m. kickoffs when this has happened. So I pray it doesn't happen on Saturday. Um, soak up the pressure, play mind games. Uh, like I say, just cut off his options, try and just man mark players out of the game. Um, but again, mate, it's, it's far easier said than done when you're dealing with a player of this level, of this ability you know, he can see passes that nobody else can, that sometimes you can't even see in the stands. So um, it'll be tough for sure. Now, it's, ov- it's
2: obviously the business end of the season now. And for you guys, it's your last game at Anfield before the end of the season. And that brings with it some some emotional farewells. A lot has been made yeah. of this with Milner, Firmino, Oxley, chamberlain and Naby Keita all confirmed to have been playing their last games at Anfield. Do you think that they'll start? Do you think that it could potentially harm the occasion for Liverpool? Or do you think it will give you an advantage because the atmosphere will be on another level?
1: The only one out of those, mate, that I, I could see even being close to starting is Firmino. I think he's the only one. The other guys, no. I think Naby Keita's Liverpool career was over a long time ago, to be fair. Same with Ox. Um, Yeah, I think we've seen, they might get a cameo five minutes at the end of each game. We've got you guys, then we've got Southampton next week away from home. So those guys, Milner, Ox and Naby, probably likely to get five or ten minutes at the end if the game's won. I don't think Klopp's the the type of guy to just be sentimental and bring them on for the sake of it. If it's still going down to the wire, those guys will probably only get on if you know the games are wrapped up. Um Firmino, I wouldn't mind Firmino starting one of them, uh, possibly this one against you guys. Because I think it's important to remember up until his injury, he, he was doing really well. He was scoring goals, which is something that there hasn't been that many seasons that, you know, he's got a certain amount of goals, but he was doing that this season. He was scoring goals, he was looking really good out there, and he got injured, and you know, it, it's almost been oh Firmino's gone now. Um, and then obviously leading up to this game we've been thinking, what if he's not available? What if he's not going to be able to, you know, give it one last shot at Anfield? But it looks like he is going to be there. He was in training yesterday, which is really good news for us. Um, But even if those guys don't get on, even if something happens that prevents them from all getting on, I think they're all obviously different in their own aspect. I think Milner, vice-captain to the most incredible era of Liverpool in my lifetime. I'm 25 now. There's never been an era as good as this. Um, so he's got to have a special mention. I know it's all going to be about Firmino because he's almost the superstar that's leaving, but we have to pay credit to him. And likewise, Nabby and Ox, you know, split the, the supporters right down the middle you'll get some people like myself who absolutely love Naby Keita you'll get some people that can't wait to see the back of him and that's fine it's a, it's a game of opinions same with Oxley chamberlain you'll get some that think he's been incredible then you'll get some that think he's not been so good but I think like I say you have to have a squad to to win all these trophies. You have to have more than 11 players. And whether it's, you know, been for 20% of the season or for Firmino's case, 90% of a football season, each player has played their own role. Obviously some more than others. Firmino is just on another level to those guys that are leaving. But yeah, I'd like to see them all get, you know, the send-off they deserve, and they will. The match-going fans, um, to to be respectful to the guys that don't go, are a lot different to social media. So let's just say that. But yeah, they'll all get a good send-off for sure.
2: I think you sum it up really well. And for me personally, seeing James Milner again, it's always... It always brings back good memories, obviously. <laughs> he used to play for Villa. Now, yeah. I'm just trying to look at all the different possible characteristics that could swing the balance of this one, because I don't know about you, but I think that this could be a really close game. And another one that stands out to me is Jurgen Klopp has been announced today that it won't, he won't be on the touchline for this game. He's got a two-game touchline ban, one of them suspended until next season, and then a hefty fine. Do you think that could possibly hinder Liverpool at all, or do you think you're professional enough that you'll be, know what you're doing completely?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's just a touchline one, isn't it? So he will, he will be there in some capacity, whether he's, you know, in the, in the main stand, some cozy seats with a headset on talking to Pep. He will be there. He will be given instructions. So it's, it's not just like he's going to have the day off and leave it all to Pep. Uh, he will have most of the say. He'll pick the line up. He'll, you know, deliver the sessions beforehand, the briefings, tell them, you know, what we need to do against Villa, where your potential weak spots are, that kind of thing. Um, it will be sad, to be honest, not seeing him there on the sideline, on the touchline, especially if Bobby gets on, because we are now going to be robbed of that last picture of, of Klopp and Firmino. We're going to have to wait until the end of the game when, you know, those guys hug, because they will. Though It's inevitable. Um, but it would have been really nice for him to be there for, the, for this occasion. But of course, uh, the three points are more important than the occasion. That has to be remembered as well. Um so yeah, a hundred percent he's gonna be there, he's gonna be um giving his orders like he normally does, he's just not gonna be on the touchline, and that's the only difference. So by the way, let's just get it out there. My opinion on this thing is a complete shambles. I I think Klopp can conduct himself in far better ways, a hundred percent. But I think when referees are constantly and not just against Liverpool, it's been most games this season where you watch Premier League, you're thinking flipping out, they've made a Harlow again. Um And I think managers, you know, have every right to hit back. I know there's a way to do it. And maybe Klopp didn't need to go and celebrate in his face like that. But I think fining him 75 grand when, you know, another football player this this week got banned for loads of bets and he was fined less than that. I think that's a bit extreme for me.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's all up to interpretation, isn't it? I I think sometimes it feels like the FA pluck these fines out of thin air. I I completely get where you're coming from. Now, we've talked about the logistics off the field and what could impact the game. Now, I want to talk about what to expect on the field. One thing I've noticed going into it is how both teams are so stubborn in playing such a high line in defence. And that Villa Villa were almost caught out with it against Spurs the other weekend, but Spurs ended up not learning their lesson and I think had about nine or ten offsides in that one. And it, it nearly came back to bite Villa son equalized in the 95th minute. I think it was before it was eventually ruled out offside. Now with Trent's range of passing, it, it is nervy. The thought of Salah being able to get in behind our back four. Do you think that's something that Liverpool will look to
1: exploit? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think the high line is a, a big topic and it's one that's um, again, it's split opinions for us. I think you know, obviously since Virgil's injury, he was incredible last season. He's had some off moments this year. Uh, people have said, drop the line back, you know, let's let's drop it a few yards back. But I, I don't think it's as simple as that. I think when you've coached a team to play this system for five, six years now, um, to just get them to change it instantly because you've got a few injuries or whatever, it's, it's a lot. Like, you can't just tell them to go and stand in complete different areas because it will just affect everything in terms of defending, uh, in terms of what they've been taught to do for the last... Five, six years. Um, so for us, I again that's probably going to be yeah, your best bet. Playing balls over the top of it because we have been cut out a few times this season. There's been a few lapses in concentration. You know, Canate is still relatively new to it. Um, he's been an incredible signing, but um, there's still some moments where he's not quite on that wavelength. So yeah, for 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 you guys, I think a hundred percent that's the best way. Just try and time that ball right, that final ball over the top or through the the centre backs. Or where the space is if Trent is out of position, which could happen because, you know, we are, we do applaud how he's played recently. But again, like I say, in defense, he used to let right back. So there could be a moment where he's not there. And then that's the ball you play, um, to beat us. But yeah, for you guys as well, you know, in terms of you defended, um, there's going to be a lot coming at you, mate. I, I can't lie to you. If Salah is a, a man on a mission at the minute. He got three assists in his last game. Um, Gakpo has been, you know, incredible and, I think it's really good that we signed him when we did because now he's got a chance to learn under Firmino, who I believe is going to go on to be that Firmino replacement. There was a lot of talk as to where he's going to play before, whether he's going to be a winger or striker or false nine. And I think it's evidently clear to me that he's going to be more of a Firmino type of player, drops in deep, picks the ball up. Then when he's got the ball, travels with the ball, uh, defensively works his socks off as well. So, yeah, you are going to have a lot to contend with. Diaz is back. Uh, then if it's not going our way, we've got Nunes and Jota on the bench. So um, I'm not an expert, mate. But um, yeah, you're probably just going to have to sit back, like I say. You mentioned Salah
2: and trust me, you do not need to warn us of Mohamed Salah <laughs> as seems as he scores every single time he plays against us. Now, I've gone on record and I think that it will actually be quite a tight game. Now, I'd like to hear whether you agree or disagree. I, I also think the match could possibly be won or lost
1: in that midfield battle. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, if you asked me this four or five months ago, I, I see it's a bit longer than that. When was Emery appointed? October,
2: I want to say. O- October, I think it was October.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you show me this fixture list, uh, back when you guys were, you know, just above the drop, weren't you? When Gerard left and, um, okay, fine. If we need a win at Anfield to get whatever against Villa, you know, easy win. But this is where I am going to give you guys a lot of credit now. I think, um, that appointment is, you know, one of the best appointments. in in the world this season Um, I tweeted I'm going to try to get my tweet up uh, back in 2021 about Unai Emery the English media constantly mocked him because of how he speaks Uh, he came back and beat his former side Arsenal in the Europa League semi-final then he beat Manchester United and Unai Emery got his poetic justice and you know came back and got the final laugh, won the Europa League when Arsenal and United were favourites to win it. And this was two years ago. And then this season, 15th of April, I um I tweeted, Villa are looking very good for Europa League from the relegation zone. This is when he was a bit further up the table. Uh, what a job he and I, Emery has done. And I've said that he deserves to be up there for manager of the season. And it was good to see that he did get that recognition today. Um Because, look, yeah, you've probably spent a, a decent amount of money. But, you know, Gerard was very good for Rangers. And I know the jump is just completely different. Like It's just not the same ball game. And Gerard is my idol. He is my childhood hero. I've met the guy. I won't have a bad word said about him. But I have been kind of proven right in a sense because I said to people before he we went to Villa, I never want him at Liverpool. Um, I don't want him to ruin his legacy. I don't want there to be a situation like Lampard at Chelsea where I may have to say, this guy has to go. I never wanted that. So I think his time at Villa kind of sh- shuts down any conversation that he'll come into Liverpool anytime soon. Um, but yeah, just going back to the original point and I, I went on a bit of tangent there. Um, I do agree with you, mate. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what I would have thought earlier on in the season. Um, you guys look solid at the minute. You've got some really good players in that squad. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who's who's available for you guys. I don't know your, your injury problems, but the players from the top of my head that I really like. Um, big, big fan of Ramsey. Absolutely rate that kid. I think he's been brilliant for you guys. Uh, Kamara, I, you know, I don't know how you managed to get him on a free. I think it was, um, brilliant signing. But yeah, your attack as well, just everything that's clicking at the minute that Unai has just come in and credit to him. He took a team from that was just really struggling right above the relegation zone. In fact, he was above us not long ago. I think back in. Like, when we played 30 games, I think you guys were sixth. Yeah, I'm cooking it now. You were sixth when we were eighth. Uh, we did have a game in hand, but still, like, you can't underestimate how much of a, an improvement that that guy's made to your team. So, um, look, Una knows all the tricks in the books. He knows how to get wins against these kind of teams. So I am expecting a tough game, but I am told off for being too positive about my teammate and too confident uh, by many a Liverpool fan, so I am going to say two 0 Not an easy two nil win, but I'm going to say two 0 win. Uh, um, and uh, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, it goes down to the away for Champions League. I think you sum up
2: Unai Emery really well there. <laughs> um, you know, better than better than many of us could. And look, we're we're deeply in love with the man. And you you also answered my next question, which was who do you think Villa's threats are? Again, Ramsey went on his day if he turns up then he can be really good he's had a little bit of criticism recently about oh, un, almost inconsistency but as a yeah. young player that that can be come to expected now my last two questions for you and you've obviously watched a lot more liverpool than most of our listeners will have so i want you to take your liverpool hat off and <laughs> put yourselves into the shoes of unai emery you are you have the task of Walking this Villa team out to Anfield this weekend, setting them up and telling them how you want them to play, knowing what you know about Liverpool, and if
1: you were Unai Emery,
2: how would you go about beating them?
1: Yeah, you've just got to, you've just got to go in there and treat it like another game, you know. And like I said before, with us not letting the occasion get to us, uh, our occasion is different to yours. Ours is saying bye to some of our heroes, and like you said, sort yours is trying to get into that um, Conference League spot, so. You've just got to treat it like another game. Um, you've got to take confidence that other teams have beaten us and gotten results against us this season that have been worse than you, by the way. I mean, I was at that Leeds United game that you referenced earlier. It was one of the, the low days of going to Anfield in my life. Let's just say that. Um but yeah, you've you've just got to take confidence from that those kind of games, mate. And um I'm sure your fans will be loud. Anfield atmosphere hasn't necessarily been great this season, I have to be honest. Um, and, you know, within every reason. Uh, I do believe that the players have to give the fans something to get up for, but likewise, I think the fans should also spur on the players. Uh, but, yeah, you've just got to treat it like another game. I mean, you know, you guys recently went on a five, was it a five or six game win streak uh, until recent? I can't, I can't remember it on the top of my head. Um, but you guys beat Tottenham. Uh, just more of the same with that, I guess. You know, just... Play play the game. Keep your your heads like, you know, a, a, a few plays there. Uh, maybe, maybe have that tendency to let it get to them a bit. Just, yeah, just play the game um, and just, uh, yeah, just see how it goes, mate. You, the pressure's on us, to be fair. You're not expected to beat us at Anfield, are you? Like, let's be honest. Um, we're on the back of a seven-win game streak. So, you guys have won two in your last five and just see it now. So, like I say, the pressure is on us. If you lose to, to us at Anfield or if you draw, whatever, there's absolutely no shame in that whatsoever. City have come to Anfield this season and lost. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not going to mean too much for you. Obviously, the Europa League and going on a European tour next season would be the absolute dream. But I think the main thing, if this doesn't go your way from the last two games, is to think, okay, you've got a world-class manager, you've got a brilliant squad, Uh, you've got an amazing fan base you know it is positive for Villa you know you've had some really tough times you've been in the championship you've sold superstars Jack Grealish Um, now you've got players that want to come to play for Villa that will want to come and play for Unai Emery whether you're in Europe or not I mean being in Europe will definitely help but um, you guys have every reason to be positive and you know if it doesn't go your way this season I don't think you guys will be going anywhere next season. I think you'll only get bigger. You'll only get stronger. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it goes, mate. World-class manager, great squad, great fan base. You really do flatter us, Ben.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, the last question before I wrap this up. We always like to end the podcast on a non-football-related question, which gets passed down from our guests each week. And the one that's been passed down to you this week is, if you were going into a boxing fight, what would be your walkout song? Now, I am <sighs> not going to let you pick You'll Never Walk Alone for for obvious reasons. I'm, I'm going to make you pick something else.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I would, I, to be fair, I don't think I would have picked You Never Walk Alone because it's, it's a bit. Maybe that's the song I'd pick after I've won the fight. Um, just have a moment with the fans, you know, like Tyson Fury does when he sings at the end. Maybe something like that. Um, oh, this is a tough one. I'd probably go with some sort of hip hop song. I'm a huge Eminem fan. Uh, 50 Cent, Dr. J, Kanye, those guys. Maybe not Kanye as as much these days, but um, less I said about that the better. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? I'm gonna go with. It's probably very obvious. It's probably very common that people say this, but "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. I think that would get me up for smashes someone's face in if if that song was playing and I was walking out. So I'll say that, mate. There we go. Great answer. And your task
2: doesn't get any easier if you <laughs> pick, if you could pick a non-football related question to be passed down to next week's episode.
1: Ooh, um can be uh, anything we've literally anything had the of. works okay uh would you rather have <laughs> i'll just chat yeah i'm just trying to think of one now i'm just like trying to make one up on the spot um oh this is i think this is a pretty obvious one that's probably been asked before would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers we haven't had that one before you haven't actually. had that one
2: no and it fits the criteria it doesn't have anything to do with football so perfect you've done, you've done your job really Man. well there <laughs> now unfortunately that's all we have time for today for the rest of you villa fans making the journey to our last away game of the season make sure you have a safe trip a massive thank you to ben for joining me today if you enjoyed what you heard go and show their page some love at the anfield talk on twitter whilst ben is at smxlfc if you're new around here follow us on at 7500 to halt i've been seb and thank you for listening